and we are live welcome back everybody to episode 109 of checkpoint brought to you by strictly casual your number one show rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing the relevant topics you need to know about i'm one of your hosts vincent desantis joined today by the almost graduated james walmer james how are you feeling right now three more weeks it's a little crazy yeah i still don't have a plan of what i'm gonna do after college james same i'm working on it we're trying my best <laughs> we're trying it is the 20s baby it sure is james i can't believe that's coming soon so you guys james will be taking the next three weeks off of checkpoint by the way so say goodbye today okay leave your comments blow your kisses baby blow your kisses um but he'll be back shortly audio listeners thank you so much for listening if you find us on youtube at youtube.com slash casual please hit us with a rating on audio platforms and subscribe it helps us out a lot on the channel right now we're working on moon night stuff we got Ryder went to the northman red carpet and met florence poo and so he made a, he made a video Whoa. on that it's crazy uh and he met the main actor took a picture with them just crazy wow just crazy had like a whirlwind of a night i'm extremely jealous that he got That's to walk insane. the red carpet with willem dafoe that was just yeah pretty badass uh we got a thor trailer reaction and uh i saw a lot of love for anna mutationum on the timeline yesterday because someone did a, a 6-1 indie who are basically similar to what strictly casual does they did a little indie showcase showing off some indie games that uh didn't necessarily get a lot of praise when they released this last six months or so. And their favorite one they picked was Animutationum. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a review on that on the channel, baby. I played in Platinum that game. Great game. Very cool. Great game. So I'm feeling above the curve on that one. Felt good. Felt good when people were talking about it. I was like, played it. You're like, I was there. I was there. Usually it's like, oh yeah, I'll add it to my list to play. But I was like, I got it. I got that one. Yeah. Love it. So James, this week, it's probably been a pretty busy week for you since we're leading up to the graduation here. But have yeah, you I was played it? One thirty oh, Monday night. But that doesn't mean I didn't have time for a little bit of Elden Ring. Yes, sir. Baby, last week I got some serious Elden Ring in. Finally got the Bloodhound step, so I'm moving around like an anime character. Um, yeah, zooming, dodging, yeah. moving around. Even though I like don't use it that much, so what I did is I started using the Knight Rider glaive, which is like a big pull arm with a okay. like a you know with a blade on the end yeah. and i applied the bloodhound step to that so that's like my light build my light fast build got it um and i was talking to some friends of mine and i saw you were playing a little bit of elden ring mm -hmm. too then i was so we gotta talk about that but um i i fought this boss called estella right okay. and it's this huge like centipede looking dude and he's got a skull for a face with these mandibles mm -hmm. and he shoots lasers at you um but and it's cool ass boss fight. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an optional boss, but it's cool as sure. hell. Great like stage setup, like just a lot of good attack um, variation. But then my buddy, I was talking to him, he said, yeah, and then you fight Estelle again for another boss. And it made me think, and I said, you know, I don't think I like Elden Ring as much as I like Dark Souls 3. Because of the reuse or of bosses? Blood, the reuse of bosses. Hmm. I just don't think because Margie comes personally, back, right? Margie, Margie, yeah, Margit comes back. A lot of like you fight like four falling star beasts. Yeah, um, a lot of these bosses, you you just get the same exact ones. They aren't even reskin, but because it it's so boss centric, you fight a lot of it. Like you'll either have like Godskin Apostle, you fight yeah like four or five Godskin Apostles, and then you get them as a as a duo fight. Yeah, and. 
I I enjoyed some of those bosses, but I they aren't rememberable when they're every other boss fight. I mean, they're rememberable, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And I heard you that know? late game, they sometimes double up on enemies that you fought before just to make it harder instead of yes. giving a new boss that could. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting too. I, I'm not really there yet. So I don't know. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not far in the game. Like, even though I'm 40 mm-hmm. plus hours in, like, I'm not far. So I haven't experienced yeah, I, a lot of that yet. I'm at level 99 for reference. Okay. I am at level 65, 64. Okay. But you're about to hit it soon. Like, yeah, you'll fight another magma worm and right. you'll be like, or I thought I fought three magma worms, actually. Dude, I made that magma worm my bitch on like number good four, time. Number four. I was like, I got yeah. this. Yeah. I who did I beat? I beat. Uh, there's like a big like clean rock guy who you get mm. a executioner sword from, which that was a cool area. Yeah. But. It's just, I like going back and remembering Dark Souls 3. I liked having a distinct path that you kind of go because mm. within that, you like it never feels like you have to go and explore everything. But in Elden Ring, it just doesn't work as much as an open world game for me. Like, I feel very much like guilty if I don't go mm. and explore yeah. every single nook and cranny. And I'm, and before moving areas, I feel like I have to go back and you know, pick up where I like, I have to go clear an area out of all the collectibles and everything before I move on, move on or make sure I try and find all the, you know, the, uh, the, the dungeons and do all the, um, what are they called? Hyper jails, something like that. Ever jails. That's what they're called. Yeah. Ever jails. And so I, the completionist side of it doesn't really fit with me very well with dark souls. I love being able to go off the beaten path and know that that beaten path was rewarding and would have something at the end of it. Yeah. And then, but it was never required. And if I saw a, like a guide or something, or something, I'd be like, oh, okay, I know where that is because I'm very familiar with this that distinct path. line yeah. that I take. Right. And I know where that branches off. Yeah. Um, and going back to the bosses, every single boss fight is rememberable because there's only one of that boss enemies don't yeah. repeat that's the thing in later game too is when you get into the snow area um a For lot of the mob enemies in elden ring yes like almost all of the mob enemies are are just like reskins or mm. dead copies of old enemies that like have fought. the same exact move sets you're like mm. oh i get it this is just that enemy but you know, but this or yeah. but reskinned right. or maybe a little bigger or with more health yeah no, it's interesting. And I think not playing, I haven't not played like a lot of Dark Souls 3, right? I've only played like 10, not 10 minutes, but like 30 minutes, let's say, an hour. Mm-hmm. So I I can't really speak on like the comparison to other uh, like Souls games, but something that I'm definitely feeling right now about the exploration, I feel like I felt this for a while, but I was open to my opinion changing on it. And I don't know if it has yet in like the 40 hours I've played is that... Mm-hmm i i like the fact that Elden ring does not have a set path like you don't have to do this first you don't have to do this first you kind of go and you find out whether or not you're leveled enough by checking it out like going to those places Mm -hmm. but i feel like every time i feel like i've hit like okay this is like a milestone like i've i've defeated this i've conquered this like after renala right and this there's a maybe hour to two hour huge lull for me huge lull where i'm like this area first 
this area is way too overpowered. Like I get destroyed. I get destroyed, and it's like I'm not having fun even trying this area because I like the hand castle. Like, right give me, now. like, give me an example. Oh, it's the, the hand, hand castle, castle right now. Like I, I feel like I can't do anything in there without getting destroyed. I'm trying to play it differently, find another entrance. I was like, I'll go somewhere else for now. So now I'm in Khaled, right? Whatever. Khaled. Khaled. Trying to go around, and I finally feel like I could do some stuff in Khaled, but I don't know where to go, bro. I'm trying to find Radon. I'm like, I'm, I'm following the graces. I'm running around. I don't want to look it up because I know I'm like so close to it. Like I don't want to look it up to see where he is or where I should go. But I'm like, I'm just wandering and I'm not like, this is what I did this week is I had already beaten Ranala like last week or so, two weeks ago. And I'm like, I don't know what the next goal is for me. And I haven't found that next goal. I know when I find that next goal, I'll be right on track again. I'll be grinding, not grinding for it, but you know, I'll be playing towards that right now. I don't have a focus. And I, that for me is like, Oh, I know Mm. I have a focus in, in a different game right now and i know i can like right. feel like i'm making a step right now i don't feel like i'm making st- even leveling up mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm making a step mm-hmm. in elden ring see i feel the same way it's those lulls in yeah. between those paths where i'm like oh i'm on this path and i know this is like a new area that i'm supposed to go to but yeah when i'm trying to find that new area like that was me in the Altus plateau for a little bit mm-hmm. is because it felt like going from the area you're at right now and Rhea Lucaria and I forgot the name of the castle in the northwest. Yeah. But going from there to the capital, because the capital is right. in kind of the northern section. Going from there to there, it feels like Altus Plateau. There's just a path that goes straight to it. Yeah. So I feel I was like, oh, this is just like a little transition area. But in reality, like if you keep going north, there's a whole nother area. You can get to Volcano Manor and you get to Mount mount so, uh whatever and you go to the the clean rock castle called uh shade castle i you know okay so on both sides so we're doing a lot of elden ring talk i'm kind of down with it though it's fine so you have the hands castle on the if you're looking at the map the left hand side it's northwest yeah northwest right. and then on the right hand side so there's the lake in between kind of thing the right hand mm-hmm. side you have these giant archers with these crazy bows that two shot me it's like the big boys like i can take him down yep. but i'm getting I'm getting rocked in there. So I was like, okay, let's see what's down the middle. And there was this whole mining place. Like, and I, so I went up the mining place. There's like five graces that, and you're like traveling through this. I was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. There's the bat lady boss. You got not boss, but like there's these crazy bat ladies. They're, I don't mm-hmm. know. They're scary. You're talking so. about we're going up the mountain. Yeah. Up the mountain. And then I get to the new area. Like I got to the new area. Yeah, that's with, the mag and the magma worms at the top. Yeah. Of there. Killed that thing. Um, and then it's, I, I don't know. It's more ghost of tsushima looking it's very like autumn like leaves are falling like it's altus plateau altus plateau yeah, but i'm like altus. i can't continue here like i'm there's a giant like uh dragon that just jumps in right to you right there i'm like i yeah. i just can't do anything here so i'm going back and i'm like i want to go that way like i want to go that way so badly mm. but I, now i have to play i had to go try to like figure out what and the you have to, to go through the mental hoop you have to go through the mental hoop of Okay, now I have to. I'm in that lull again where I'm yeah. trying to figure out where the hell do I go, and I don't have, I don't yeah. have a direction to go into. I'm just like thrown back out into this. Yeah, and this isn't to say that I'm not enjoying my time trying to figure that out, but it's very hard for me to be like, I'm gonna play. If I was like playing this game nonstop, putting hours and hours in every day, I wouldn't feel these lulls. But sometimes it's I'm playing days apart to where I'm like, I have a lull, complete play sesh. That's a lull, and I go back in. And it's still a lull, and I'm like, I need to find. And that you forget, like you forget, like things that you would have yeah. remembered if you right. would have been kind of just dumping hours into yeah. it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is why I like the Souls games because I feel like 
it is very like even though there is it's so much less about leveling and weird like skill jumps because yeah. it's like because it just sets you on that path and you're like okay this is about skill and if i can't get past an enemy it's because it's not because i'm not leveled enough it's because i haven't figured out how to beat it or it's because i'm just not playing well enough yeah so i need to just figure out how to get good i guess to beat this boss and i yeah. that's more that's more of a um that's more of a, a how do i say it's more of an accepting challenge for me to do that rather than like do like dicking around and trying to go and do around all these other things yeah. and trying to find and go through that whole like kind of mindless process right of like I can go somewhere and I'm not even sure if that's like the right way right. or I don't know if there's anything that's going to be rewarding in that direction or I don't know if mm -hmm. I've been there before because it's been a week since I played the game and I kind of forgot. Yeah. But James, I'm going to be an Elden Lord though. One of these days it's going to happen. Oh, I'm, I'm also very committed. Yeah. But I also want you to be a Lord of Cinder. I don't know what that is, but oh, is that? that that's the Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 3. 3. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll be yeah. a Lord of Cinder one day as well. We'll see. I also, so my friends Gabe and Eli went back and played Dark Souls 3 after, after? they beat Elden Ring. Yeah. And they said it was much easier for them. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Because they said, oh, you just do a lot more damage and enemies do less damage to you and you have okay. more health. Yeah. I like it, dude. Maybe I'm a from software convert now. Maybe I am. After, after years of after, trying to convert you. Exactly. Um, okay. And, and let me ask you one question. Yes. Hit me. Hit me. What would be, what would be your ideal Soulsborne game to jump into after Elden Ring? If there oh Bloodborne, I I already have Bloodborne down. Bloodborne, yeah. Oh good. I was Bloodborne. Bloodborne. I was ex I was inspired. Um, and there's just so much love oh, for that fucking game. Yeah. Just there's so yeah. much love for it. I I want to mention yeah. one more thing before we get into the news. Uh, I did beat Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga this week. I played oh, all shit, yeah. nine, all nine of them, and it took thirty four hours. And you fucking hours. loved it. Thirty-four. Hours. And you loved every minute. James, it was so much fun because Good. something that I did not realize the first time is how much they would make fun of the movies. Like the movies mm -hmm. take themselves so seriously, but the game, this game makes fun of them and it's so great. It's so, I love that. so great. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I want to go back and do the platinum. You have to clear out all the planets for all the collectibles and stuff, but it's fun because all the challenges are with different characters you unlock along the way and you need different powers or like the force powers or bounty hunters or heroes, like different classes. Um, and you have to replay the levels to kind of go to these secret pathways and unlock these secrets with the powers of each character. Mm -hmm. and it's just fun, dude. Like, I'm going to keep it downloaded. I'm not, I'm kind of like putting it on hold for now while I go back to Elden mm -hmm. Ring and Horizon. Um, but great game. I just, I, I'm having more fun with that than Horizon. And then I would, well, I would say it's, it's, it's a game of the year contender for me. I'll say it, bro. It's great. Yeah, sure. It's wow. really good. Okay. Like I don't, I'm not gonna and, say it's better than Elden Ring, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is a good like place to be at, especially in the game release cycle, because yeah. we're about to hit a huge drought. Thank God, baby, because right? I that need it. Spring into summer drought of yeah. like all the way up until August, we won't have anything, and so that's when I'm gonna hit Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you remake. are. Yeah, you are. Yep. Um, I got that's my big. I. Sifu coming in the mail uh, in a couple weeks. Cool. The steelbook cool. edition. Very excited for it. Very cool. Very good. Um, 
Let's see. Do we want to jump into this right away? Do we want to jump into this? Let's get into the news. Let's do this. Let's jump into it. I had to text my boss back. Like, it's kind of an urgent one, but that's okay. I'll just do the story. And you want me to read it, it and then you can... No, I got it. Because I got to okay. explain yeah, myself Yeah, because this is kind of your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to explain yeah, yeah. this. All right. Number one. I'm calling this the Vin's Ragtag CD Project Red Story. Okay? Now... I love it. I don't know how legitimate of a story this is. I think it's legitimate enough to, that I want to talk about it because I think it's kind of fun. And I haven't seen very many people talking about it. So here we go. CD Projekt Red this week had a huge investors call. All right. And we know the last year has been a little tough on the investors of CD Projekt Red to say the least. Okay. The big thing that came out of this investors call was that the Witcher 3 next gen version had been delayed indefinitely. They're not ready to release it. They don't have a release date on it yet. They're still working on it, but they got a lot of things brewing. And that's sure. what every single news story was about. But I found some Twitter person who was screenshotting these like actual like questions that were being asked on the investor call because everything is transcripted out. Everything. I have the link mm -hmm. here to the entire transcript of the of the call. Um, but so I was scrolling through that because he linked it, and I was like, "There's some interesting stuff in here." So I want to jump into this. Cy CD, sorry, Cyberpunk 2077 is still using the CD Red or whatever Red Engine to make its expansion pack for Cyberpunk 2077, right? Right. But it sounds like from this call that that is not coming out until 2023 now. They said it's not coming out in this year, which means that they would be dropping that expansion. This is not the DLC. This is the expansion. The DLC still might be dropping this year, but the actual expansion. The expansion. Wait, hold on. Let's, what's the difference between expansion and DLC? They mentioned that multiple times in this is that they said DLC separately than expansion, which means I would assume that those are separate things. They didn't say release date for DLC. What does that What does that mean in your mind? Where does your mind go? Uh, my mind when? for DLC goes like, oh, maybe you get more guns, you get a couple side missions or something like sure. that. A little, maybe a side story that you get. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking expansion is like either a, a massive story expansion or, because they've been sure. talking like- Like a new like a new map maybe. Yeah. There's this whole area in the game and when you play it, they mention a lot of things going on there and you don't really get to play uh -huh. it and you don't really get to go there too much, but it's a very much a waterfront like area it used to be like huh. super rich rich area it's like mm. i would say a futuristic malibu i would say like very resorty kind of thing and mm -hmm. you don't get to go there a lot in the game but people are saying like there's so much detail in there when you look at it like the, that has to be a playable area coming soon who knows i don't know but i would assume that would be the expansion eventually but the thing i want to talk about is the multiplayer aspect that apparently got canceled but it seems maybe it could be uncanceled but it's still there like there's some thoughts on it that oh. are happening in this. So the president of Cyberpunk or of CD Projekt Red said, I, I don't know how to say this name, uh, this name, Nebelowitz, uh, Nebelowitz, Nebelowitz, Nebelowitz. He said that the game has sold 18 million copies, which is obviously extremely good. Uh, and the game is finally in a state that they are happy with. Great. But when talking about the engines, the red engines, and then switching to UE5, because that's the big transition that CD Projekt Red is making right now. They said that the red engine is not getting any more multiplayer updates. They said they're using the multiplayer updates for Unreal Engine 5 now. James, what could their what could the multiplayer be multiplayer thing be that they were working on for the red engine? There's They've only, been talking about multiplayer stuff for for Cyberpunk. Yeah, and then they canceled it before the game came out. Yes. During a delay, they said no more. It could be coming still. I'll I'll read this in a second, but 
a lot of people are like, oh, they're just going to make Cyberpunk 2077 and port it to UE5. I'm like, that's not easy. They're not going to do that. That's not like a no, code that's, switch. That's, they like have to huge... kind of like reconstruct yeah. a lot of assets. Yeah. Here's my thoughts. Red Engine. The, the only multiplayer thing I can think of that CD Projekt is doing is the Gwent game, right? <laughs> yeah. That's it, right? <laughs> no, no, but, but, but listen, listen. That can't be the only multiplayer thing they developed for right. the Red Engine. Why would they? Like, that's not even right. multiplayer. That's like connecting to somebody else and playing a card game. That's not like multiplayer, I guess. Right. I mean, it is multiplayer. Well, yeah, I know, but it's it's tough to... Anyways, it doesn't seem like it's what they're talking about. It does not seem like what they're talking about at all. So here we go. This question came from an investor. It doesn't say who the investor was, but the second question is you've recognized a write-off on Red Engine with regard to multiplayer features. But on the other hand, during past conferences, you said you were going to work on online elements in Cyberpunk. Does this mean you've given up development of online elements in Cyberpunk? And so the president of CD Projekt Red said, I'll take the second one. So he's not answering the first question. I'm assuming that's what he's saying. He said, we're switching our multiplayer activities from Red Engine to UE. Having signed a licensing and partnership agreement with Epic, we gained access to multiplayer solutions available in UE. So as a result, we abandoned further work, keyword further work, on adding multiplayer features to Red Engine. And the corresponding to date uh, expenditures were reassigned from fixed assets to other operating expenses. So absolutely dodging the multiplayer cyberpunk question, saying that their focus is on UE5 now. But I think there's a chance. That's all. That was the entire What the thing. hell is this multiplayer experience? I don't know, James. Do you want to drive around Night City with me? I, I, I well, Do you know what my first thought was? What? Cyberpunk racing. Cybercart. <laughs> Finally. The thing we've all been Cyber waiting cart. for. Cybercart. <laughs> yeah, I, so... This could be crazy. Could be crazy. I don't know. I, I think it's not actually happening. But reading this... Gave you think multiplayer is not actually happening? Yeah. I, I really think that they will develop this expansion. I believe the DLC will come out and stuff, but it doesn't make sense for me to... It doesn't make sense for them to work on this more. It's also maybe not a want. This is not mm. a perceived need. Like, I don't... I've never talked to anyone who's like, yeah, I want multiplayer. It's right. Like 2077. I think when they outlined it before release... Well, because before release our expectations were so high of this game. And so the idea yes. that multiplayer oh could be a thing um, was exciting. But now after it coming out, I'm fine with it being just a single player game. It's I do love the game, but I don't need the multiplayer element. But I'd mm -hmm. be excited if they were to introduce that. It could be exciting. I guess. <laughs> You've played it more than me. Yeah, I played a lot of it. I played a lot of Cyberpunk. But these games tend to like, a lot of people tend to say that like this is the same scenario as skyrim oh i want skyrim multiplayer to be able to go around you know uh skyrim with uh, with a buddy of mine and do quests together that that would be awesome that would be ideal right but then you like uh, the big problem that is balancing and loot and loot distribution yeah. and things like that it's, like it becomes a different game you have to really it literally be yeah. you ha has to be a different game because shit just don't work they, could, they have the groundwork for what it could be, I bet. But actually doing the multiplayer thing sure. would be insanity. And then they have to run it. Like, they need the server space. They yeah. need to balance things. And it, it, there's a whole new list of responsibilities has, and patches and things like that that come with a multiplayer I'm trying experience. to think. Has CD Projekt Red done multiplayer things in the past besides Gwen? No. No. So Not to, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head either. So that would be... It might be a rocky 
if they did it, they would have to have so much infrastructure built just for that. Like it would be big. Yeah, I, I, that I don't think they have. Yeah, I can't think of it. I understand the CD Project is a relatively big studio, to my right. knowledge. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think they, they're, they're not built like that. No, they're not built like that. You're correct. Mm. All right. Next we'll story. One. Amy Hennig has returned to Star Wars. This comes from Polygon. A new Star Wars game is in development at Skydance New Media, the interactive studio founded in 2019 by game director Amy Hennig. Lucasfilm Games and Skydance announced Tuesday its return to the Star Wars franchise for Hennig, who had previously worked with the franchise at EA's Visceral Games on an ambitious but ultimately canceled project in a galaxy set far, far away. Do you remember this? Do um, you remember which, seeing that? Well, two things. Visceral Games is no longer, it doesn't yeah, exist anymore. EA said, old yellow day. Yep. Which, like, everyone was pissed about. Yeah. Because everyone fucking loved Visceral Games. Yeah. Two, was this the Star Wars 1313? This was Star Wars Ragtag, which was a... What the uh, hell was Star Wars Ragtag? Indiana Jones-inspired uh, Star Wars game. It was like a treasure-hunting game in Star Wars. There was footage, There's footage of I it. I don't... How do I not remember And this? there's concept art. I don't remember it. I didn't remember it a lot either until I saw some stuff. And then I listened to another podcast where... Uh, they were really talking about like some more details of it, and there's a lot of concept art for this game out, like a lot of it, and it looked cool. It looked really cool. Read this next point while I look at yeah. whatever this. So Skydance New Media describes its new untitled Star Wars project as a richly cinematic action adventure game featuring an original story, but did not reveal specifics. No title release date or platforms were announced. Quote. I've often described how seeing Star Wars in 1977 essentially rewired my 12-year-old brain, shaping my creative life and future indelibly. Henning said in a news release, I'm elated to be working with Star with Lucasfilm again to tell interactive stories in a galaxy that I love. Did any of that concept art look familiar to you? Concept art looks very familiar. I remember this. I just don't yeah. remember it getting the codename Ragtag. Yeah, me neither. The concept name Ragtag. Yeah. I just thought it was like EA. The, the, I thought it was the Star Wars RPG. The Star Wars open world RPG. That was 1313, right? I think, no. That was the story-driven bounty hunter one that was kind of like an Uncharted, but Star Wars. Oh, maybe this was like... Well, why did I say Indiana Jones then? Maybe you, maybe it is Uncharted. I don't know. I was listening to something and they compared it to that because you're trying to... 1313 was the gameplay, the gameplay demo where they were like... Yeah. In thirteen thirteen, there was the big cylinder, and they were on this like yeah. the ship, or you know, and they were there's like a corridor. And very, very Judge Dread looking. Very Judge Dread looking, but it was a cover shooter like yeah. Uncharted. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this was something new, something new. Uh, but according to a Tuesday's news release, Skydance Media has since grown to include developers and artists with decades of AAA experience in action and adventure gaming, as well as diverse team of creative consultants from the worlds of film, television, games, and comics. What's next? Skydance New Media announced its first project, an untitled Marvel game, last fall. Hennigan team described that project as a narrative-driven blockbuster action-adventure game featuring a completely original story and take on the Marvel Universe. Kind of exciting. Hennig's untitled Star Wars game joins at least five others in development with Lucasfilm Games. I don't know why I divided it like that. Those projects include Quantic Dream, Star Wars Eclipse, an open-world Star Wars adventure from Ubisoft's Massive Entertainment, and three games from Respawn Entertainment, a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a new first-person shooter, and a strategy game co-developed with BitReactor, a studio founded by former XCOM devs. Yeah. So a lot of Star Wars games. Did this... We 
This did not mention KOTOR. Star Wars. It did not mention KOTOR, which means that... Different developer, though. Different developer. Um, Which does that mean it's not Lucasfilm Games? I guess not. Who's doing it? That's odd. Aspire? Aspire's doing it. Aspire is doing... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure there's a deal there. What does Aspire do? Um... I can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay, James, the question I have for you right now is, what do you want this Star Wars game to be? Here's all the only details we have. Richly cinematic, action-adventure game with an original story. Those are the three details we have. Sounds like Star Wars 1313, baby. It sounds like Star Wars 1313, but I don't think it is. I don't. I think we're getting something new, new. Could be anything. What era do you want it to be in? Uh, Post-Order 66, obviously. No, we already have that for Fallen Order, so... It could be. I I want it in the High Republic era. Oh, because we are getting other High Republic media, huh? High Republic is is in full swing right now, baby. The trilogy of the books just finished. The last one got released uh-huh. recently, um, and that's all canon stuff. We have obviously the Knights of the Old Republic remake that's happening, but I'm talking something different than that, like something but you, else. But I'm saying, isn't there High Republic like digital media that's coming out soon? Like they've slated either a show or oh no there's there's it. rumors of a show being set in the high republic uh-huh. because there's a um untitled star wars disney plus show that's happening and it mm. seems like from its description it could potentially be high republic but there's no uh confirmed thing yet i remember we did talk about that i think yeah so on that note I think High Republic is a good area to start to break into because I think we've just had this oversaturated universe of these nine movies and everything that could happen in there regarding to like the core storyline. So I think it would be nice to branch out and have some really, 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 and when I say original, I don't mean like just an original character within this very familiar universe. I mean... An original story on an original planet that we haven't seen before that has its own unique culture and things like that while maintaining a lot of like you know star wars like very much like the force and you know all yeah. the sort of mystical things we're going to so um i'm excited because i wanted star wars 1313 so bad i hope actually i hope that it's not a jedi game yeah well yeah i could take or leave a jedi game i, I just because we have Fallen Order and Fallen yeah. Order 2, which is supposed to come out You know this what? Year. Give me another one where we play as an Imperial or someone bad. Like, I, it's been a while since we yeah. played as a bad guy. Had a story. I still want a Bounty Hunter game. Yeah. I want 13-13 because it was a Bounty Hunter game. I'm sure that's happening eventually. It's got or, to. Like, oh, baby. Redo Force Unleashed and make it canon. Do a, no. do a canon for something. We don't need it. We don't it's need so it. It's so good. It's so good. We don't need it. Also, another thing, I think there are some really cool things that could be done in video games if it was in the High Republic. Uh, in the book I'm reading right now, there's a scene where they call upon Jedis on different planets to stop this giant ship from crashing into this literal planet. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, praying to the force basically and it's like the most epic moment they're all like yelling and screaming like their clothes are ripping off them as they're using the force from like different planets and like oh it's so badass and like they could do some sweet stuff with games of that like super powerful like i don't know could be awesome (laughs) that's all that's all
All right. It's kind of awesome. It's kind of awesome. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you want to watch the whole podcast, become a member here on YouTube or listen for free on the audio platform of your choosing. Yep, yep. Vincent, say anything you want to? That's it. All right. Perfect. Guys, Nintendo got hit with the with the slick slack blip blat labor Whoa. complaint. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely domed by a labor complaint. This comes from Axios.com and Steven Tatillo on Twitter. We followed, we've covered his things before. I didn't know he was also an Axios writer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You've had interactions you with him on Twitter. Yeah, I, I have talked to this guy on Twitter. Yeah. Um, this is a lot of legal talk, so preface. But I think he does a lot a good job of like he has like categories throughout this article that kind of explain um what's going on and what this what the repercussions of this could be. Yeah. So here it is. An unnamed worker is alleging that Nintendo and a firm it uses for hiring contractors violated their legally protected right to unionize, according to a new filing with the National Labor Relations Board, which we'll refer to as the NLRB. Why it matters. The NLRB complaint filed on Friday brings one of gaming's most successful companies into the increasingly active conversation about workers' rights in the sector. The details. The allegations state that Nintendo of America and global firm Aston Carter engaged in concerted activities and made coercive actions against a worker interfering with their legally protected right to organize the exact claims of what happened are unclear because the public posted docket for the complaint lists broad charges but doesn't subscribe what is said to have occurred this changes because steven totillo uh, uh tweeted out details on those allegations as a result of a redacted charge letter which he puts on his Twitter. You can go look at that if you like. He outlines a few of them, and I'll outline them after I read this. Uh, it does claim, or it does indicate, that allegations were likely to include claims of surveillance, threats, and re uh, retaliation, and either a layoff or refusal to hire. Nintendo of America, which is based in Redmond, Washington, represent, is a division of the Kyoto-based gaming giant. The NLRB complaint was filed in Washington State as well. And while Nintendo is well-known, Aston Carter is less visible player in the gaming industry because a lot of people just go through Aston Carter to hire workers. Yeah. Um, online job listings show it has recruited customer service and administrative contact contractors for Nintendo. And neither company is has responded to a request for a comment by press time. Now, here's what's kind of going on. It says between the lines or uh, like what's going on in the space that contributes yeah. to this. Right. Unionization, in, uh, unionization efforts in gaming, which we've talked about here on the show, have increased over the last year due to both simmering worker discontent in an intense field and in reaction to high-profile scandals at big game companies like Activision Blizzard with Body Kodak. Some workers at Call of Duty and World of Warcraft giant Activision Blizzard announced the beginning of a union drive in January, and employees of subsidiary, subsidiary Raven Software, which we've also covered, yeah. are currently in a labor dispute with Activision management that is being overseen by the NLRB. The bottom line, Nintendo has at least publicly largely avoided any of the scandals rocking the industry. That's true. For the most part, good for them. Uh, the NLRB complaint could change that, however. While an investigation will still follow and the complaints could be cleared, University of California Berkeley professor and labor expert Harley Shaken tells Axios the situation shouldn't be ignored. Quote, if the NLRB is listing these allegations, it's pretty serious and their ability to act on it is very real. 
Vincent, before I go forward with any with further yeah. details, do you have any questions or thoughts? Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. I want to get yeah. the, the boiled down version here. There is mm -hmm. an employee at Nintendo who basically... Well, hold on. First yes. of all, it's not clear because what people can do is they... Contractors. Other people can uh, submit this labor complaint on behalf of someone else. Sure. To so keep it, it could be someone to keep who, anonymity. Yes, to keep the anonymity. person yeah safe. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so, so someone's raising someone some who, sort of concern yes. at the company. So whether it's yes. through a vessel of somebody else or something, there is complaints towards uh, Nintendo, Nintendo of America, or Aston Carter for not being able to unionize. And there's yes. active conversation about some workers' rights stuff going on. Um, mm -hmm no details on like what exactly they're going against but some sort of claim has been made against them oh no well, there is well, so i'll read that right now coercive it says, actions yes but nintendo of america slash aston carter said to have discharged employee who mm -hmm. either tried to join or support a union cracked down concerted labor activities so like um organized labor yeah, right. meetings or something like that and surveilled employee so like um that sounds like they had broken some sort of privacy of employee and stuck their nose sure. where it shouldn't be. Yeah. And the employees. Yeah. Present. Over overextended that reach. And yes. yeah, that's yeah. Not good. Something like that. Um, okay. And then, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. So that's essentially what happened is um, Nintendo or Aston Carter has overstepped their boundaries and taken coercive action allegedly and the employee employee or someone on behalf of the employee has submitted this complaint which would shed light on another industry giant following these same labor practices yeah. that we've seen in companies like Activision Blizzard yeah um and thus bringing them into this conversation it's about tales union, of time right union now. workers it is tales of the time um so in terms of a timeline this investigation will take about 7 to 14 weeks uh, and the NLRB time. still has to investigate and could dismiss or pursue it. So if they choose to go forward yeah. and investigate this, it will take seven to 14 weeks. I would assume that they have to see, like, they have to talk to other employees. They have to see the severity of this. Like, if it's just a couple people or, like, one person and stuff, maybe they don't try to, like, launch this or they do this full investigation and try to press something. Whatever well, I think that's do. what the investigation would consist of. Yeah, right. That's, they got to figure that out. Because mm -hmm. in the investigation, they would go around and talk to the other employees yeah. on their behalf and right uh, represent them. I want I want to believe I want to believe that Nintendo treats its people better, but you know what? I'm sure that it doesn't I have matter. No reason where it to is. believe they they treat the, their employees. No, I well. want to give a billion dollar corporation. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard to. It's hard to, and we're we're gonna get this conversation about a lot of companies like. It's not like these are new conversations happening. They're just ones that are no. coming to light more often than the ones that don't. That's really what right. It comes and down because to. that, they're they're new conversations in this space because they're yeah brought to light right. right when usually they're just swept under the rug. Sounds like a lot more people right. are looking out for the those things that are usually swept under the under the rug right now. So mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. well, I, I'm sure we'll get more news when the investigation continues too. I saw a tweet yeah. about this, and it said. Uh, Nintendo has to release some sort of huge direct to distract from this from these allegations. And so okay. on the left hand side, it's Steven Totilla's tweet regarding this. And on the other side, it's Nintendo of America tweeting out, 
Say hi to Kirby, everyone. Smiley face. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're so apparently. <laughs> it's funny. But that's all, all right. we know so far. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find it out is. It's crazy. I can't wait to see how this unfolds. Yeah. We'll be continuing to cover this as it develops, uh, if it develops, right? Because yeah, of I mean, the investigation. I mean, it, we'll cover it whether the investigation fails yeah, right, right. or and, goes through because that's going to be an indication. We of, haven't heard the end of Act Vision stuff. We have not heard that's the end still of going Raven on stuff. Too. Like, this is, mm -hmm. if anything, if anything, let's say all these investigations fail or something like that. They do, I don't think they can fail. They're they're showing a no. side of of the industry right. that people don't want to talk about, and so regardless, right. this will this will bubble up into something much bigger. Regardless, even if this mm -hmm. even if this right now just seems like another notch or just another another thing to throw in, if it's not the actual peak, but there's gonna be something that pops the bubble. You know, right. I don't know if this is it, but something will happen. Right, it's just a lot of things going into pot into the pot, and it's yeah. gonna stir up so much that it's eventually gonna spill. Exactly, baby. On to some more lighthearted news. That is not. Ayo. It's not shit worker conditions. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Sega is reportedly working on big budget reboots of Crazy Taxi. Hey, 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 hey! I love Crazy Taxi. I've never played it, dude. James, right after this, you need to look up the Crazy Taxi intro. They go, hey, 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 it's so good. <laughs> and Jet Set Radio, which I know a couple people that say that Jet Set Radio is their favorite game of all time. It goes crazy. Like, the movement is just so... Yeah. I There's a little, you know, bone to throw in here, though. It's not a good tasty morsel, I'll tell you that much. Okay, here's what we got. Okay. Sega has reportedly started working on big budget reboots of two cult titles, Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. Crazy Taxi, I would put as a very formative game in my life, up there with Crash Bandicoot and Lego Star Wars, The Complete Saga. Okay, wow. very formative. Wow. And Tekken 2 and 3. According to a report from Bloomberg citing people familiar with the plans, the Japanese game giant wants to create new games that can become global hits like Fortnite and deliver recording revenue. What the fuck? Vague <laughs> hints of Sega's plans in this department having appearing for a while now. In the company's annual earning report, the year ended in March 2021, and it named Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi as examples of past IPs it wanted to utilize through reboots, remasters, and remakes. So that's all fine, but this game, this same report discussed an internal super game initiative, which Sony executive Suju Yutsumi later explained would mean building multi-platform AAA titles with global releases. Jim. Wait, let's talk about these other games too, like Res, Panzer Dragoon, and Streets of Rage that they want to do the same thing to. Yes, but the, I want to talk to you about the verbiage here, James. The verbiage okay. is these games, they want to become global hits like Fortnite to deliver reoccurring revenue, which means are these live service games, live baby? service free to play crazy taxi. What the fuck? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> How the fuck are they going to turn Jet Set Radio into a live service game? I don't know. The new Crazy Taxi game has been in development for a year, Bloomberg says, with a targeted release of 2024-2025. No such time frame for Jet Set Radio is mentioned. The publication stretches, stresses that both new games are in the early stages of creation, and they still could be canceled. Crazy Taxi <laughs> tasks players to deliver Fingers crossed. <laughs> delivering <laughs> fares around a fictional San Francisco as quickly as possible, while Tokyo-based Jet Set Radio offered a number of game modes 
focused on an inline skating and graffiti tagging. Both titles are much more focused on gameplay than story, but Jet Set Radio's use of factions uh, and competitions seem particularly well-suited for the sort of mass participation multiplayer that has helped make Fortnite popular. How the hell, James? How are you going to convince me? Tell, pitch this to me. Pitch this to me right now. All right. You're at, right, so you're at I'm E3. Sony. You're at E3. I'm, I'm at E3. I'm so I'm Sega. Wait, okay. You, you hear this is how Sega man talks. You hear smoke coming out, and then you hear, <laughs> and then and then someone walks out. What happens? What do they say? It says, "Today I have. We all know and love the game Jet Set Radio, and yeah. create. So we know the fan favorite games of fan, uh, Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. These are games that had a profound impact in our upbringing and allowed us." to inform the types of games we love and we know and love today and i have tear running down my eye at this point i'm watching it from home <laughs> on the couch keep going keep going today we'd like to announce that we have are making the decision to not only reboot these franchises but bring them back in a way that allows players to continue to revisit them as they as time goes on and continue to invest and reward players for their time that this they so input into these games uh-huh. So with that decision, we'd like to announce Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio with their own trailers and seasons one and two of their content. (laughs) You nailed it. You nailed it. Now, James, explain to me the core gameplay of the Fortnite-inspired Crazy Taxi game. What are you going to be doing? Said... Inspired by, <laughs> inspired by multi-billion-dollar game Fortnite, this Crazy Taxi reboot will feature uh, a developing storyline with a world that changes from season to season, in wow. which you start off in San Francisco, but you might be able to find yourself in the Crazy Taxi across the streets of London, Whoa. Tokyo, New York City, having encounters with other players <laughs> in ways that we never thought possible before. And then here comes the developer questions. Uh, this Or this is audience questions for E3. I'm, I'm changing the format uh-huh. of E3 a little bit. So, hi, big fan of Crazy Taxi. <laughs> this has just been an awesome announcement. I can't wait to see what you guys are doing. Does this mean we'll be delivering pizzas across countries? Well, it's, it's funny that you actually say that because... <laughs> and one thing we really want to focus on in Crazy Taxi and the scale of it that we're really aiming yeah. for is that... We want to be able to create experiences across the globe from from yeah. whether that's between London or or Tokyo or New York City or Los Angeles. We want to give the player complete freedom to go wherever they choose and start their crazy taxi journey. I got another question. This is really important. I always play Fortnite with with four friends and we have a full squad every time. Am I going to be able to full squad up in Crazy Taxi season 1? Well, I can't confirm any of the details. Crazy Taxi is a hugely multiplayer experience that is incredibly uh, inspired by the game Fortnite. And along with that, that I, we didn't really get a chance to talk about on the showcase is the crazy taxis that you'll be able oh, to drive yourself. $20 skins? Wow. The pricing has not been set in stone, <laughs> but we can promise some crazy taxis on the road. Oh, some crazy taxis. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime. That was beautiful. That was good. Uh, I, I seriously, I'm trying to think of how the gameplay could work in a Fortnite-inspired crazy taxi game. I literally couldn't tell you. I was trying to, I was trying to like, you know, see how you were going to freeball that. But 
I liked your approach <laughs> instead of absolutely dodging the questions. But it's funny you said that. It's not quite done yet. Like, I love that. Because <laughs> that's exactly how it would go. That's exactly how it would go. Yeah. And I, So here's the actual, here's, here's what would happen is you don't actually play the tax. You just play the people who get into the tax. It's a role-playing crazy tactic game. You have to, oh my God. <laughs> Where it's all open mic, like VR chat. This is great. You have to have a reason why you need pizza because you only deliver like pizza and people and crazy yes. taxi. That's pretty much it. Yes. So you actually have to fill out a profile that is your character that claims what the reason why you need yeah. to get from point like where you're going, right? And why you need to get there. Do you have to pay for taxis in the game? And you're gonna have to make yes, money somehow. Real world with actually with um ethereum oh ethereum got it so oh it's the it's a metaverse game of course yes it's a metaverse game <gasps> crazy taxi around the metaverse oh my god this <laughs> is genius this is genius wow you can have nfts that are like a ticket to ride you never have to pay for rides ever whoa someone's listening to this getting an incredible idea so i just i hope you know that you heard it here first yep here first that's all so these are probably gonna get canceled anyways but you know i had to add them i'm pretty excited about (laughs) (laughs) what else we got sony plans to sell ads in playstation games microsoft 2 f this is f do you know who's also doing this netflix i saw what the f is going on everybody what is going on what the fuck is going on with commercials i thought this was the reason why we hated first place Oh, James, this, we're going back to cable. You know what? This is how it goes. Yeah. We started with cable. We had like different TV stations you would pay for, which is like streaming. And then it became cable, yep. which is the package, the all-in-one where you get all the stations, right? And now, and now we have that with like Disney Plus who are getting the yeah. big package. We're splitting off again with streaming uh-huh. services. Who the hell is using cable these days? I mean, I'm sure some people are using cable, right? But streaming services. And now you got the bundles. You got the Hulu Disney ESPN, and then now you got the Netflix on its own dropping two hundred thousand subscribers this week. Uh, like crazy. I unsubscribe from Netflix. You're one of them, James. You're into the number in there. You're yeah. You're fighting the cause, okay? I am. And then we're Dude, gonna go back. Okay. No, I I need to say something about Netflix. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you you have the option of paying only ten dollars a month, right, for Netflix. So yeah. the base price is like fourteen something, right? But if you say like if there's a cheaper option and it's ten dollars, yeah, and the maximum resol- the resolution for that $10 option is 480p. Yeah, forget about it, dude. Forget about it. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, that doesn't that don't run. That don't run. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, let's get back into the story. Sony is working on a plan to put ads inside PlayStation games, sources said, similar to a move before Microsoft runs ads on Xbox. Three people involved in the plan said Sony is testing with ad tech partners to help game developers innovate in-game ads through a software developer program the idea is to encourage developers to keep building free games which have risen in light of the pandemic by giving them a way to monetize it Uh, sources said that playstation's current ad inventory is is limited to listing ads such as game publishers promoting their own titles on the console store the new effort expected to be launched by the end of 2022 will place advertisements within playstation games themselves to be sold via a private market the sources said the goal is for ads to appear Excuse me, as if they were part of the game, like digital billboards and sports stadiums. Formats can include ads that reward viewers for watching ads and promotions for in-game items such as avatars. Sony did not respond to requests for comment. 
So sounds like this is going to be- You know what this means? What? Pepsi. Yeah. Well, it's going to be, they're going to be expensive, whatever they are. What do you mean? Like, like expensive ads? Yeah. This is going to be expensive mean? ad space. Like uh, you see- Oh. Like what's- It's going to be like Transformers. Ex- exactly the thing I was going to say. Transformers. A huge budget movie mm-hmm. that's very expensive to make. They know a lot of eyes are going to be on it. Who can afford these ads? The big boys, the Pepsis, the Cokes, the, yep. uh, you know- intels like the yep. big the big ones right but what will this actually be will this be product placement that is written into games or will this be uh-huh. like a Fortnite billboard like what like what does this look like yeah um i think in metaverse type situations whatever that's going to be that makes sense to have ads yeah. like that i don't see it making sense like kratos isn't going to pick up a starbucks cup and be like cheers you know it's not going to happen <laughs> I, the only context in which i really see this making sense is like a gta style game that very much yeah is like real life and and in that way i would almost sort of welcome it because mm-hmm. well imagine one, i wouldn't because all of their shit is like satirical yeah and there's like a true. lot of like making fun of other billboards and Ima- things like that imagine like cyberpunk introduces these ads on billboards and stuff but they're able to have like make it really creative like a futuristic take on what this product would be in the future that might be a little See, fun i think that's kind of cool that's like yeah. uh that's like in back to the future too yeah 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 exactly so yeah. I, I think there would be i mean obviously i don't want this straight up i don't want ads in, in games no but i don't want fucking i'm ads. just saying like if it was to happen there's some cases where i'd also like it more than others Let's talk about like how this isn't for every game. No. It looks like it's just mainly for free games. Yeah, developers keep building free games. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, by giving them a way to monetize it. And so Crazy like, Taxi is gonna have Crazy Taxi is it. gonna have as you'll get Pepsi Taxi. Panda yeah. Express Taxi. Oh Panda Call it taxi. the Panda Express, if you will. The- Take me a second. The Panda Express. Crazy Taxi. $20 to buy the Panda Express. A walking advertisement. Yeah. But yeah, Sony not responding to requests or comments is pretty funny too. I don't know. They're like, ah, like, get out of my face. Here's what could be. This could be really early and they actually don't know much about it. They're just kind of developing it and thinking about it. And that's all Uh, this article is. You know what I mean? I don't, uh, I think we got a while to go for that. There, well, it says it's uh, people involved said it's testing. Yeah, expected to launch by the end of 2022. Stage. You're right. That's, that's, that's pretty That's pretty. Soon. That's, pretty <laughs> that's kind of this year. It's, in, it's kind of getting done in the oven. It's got like 10 minutes left in the oven. Yeah. They're testing that with a fork to see if it's done inside. Yeah, you know, doing the old stab you know. test. Yeah. The stab test. We got one more. Mm-hmm. I got one more news article for you, James. This one's interesting. Okay. We talked about this extensively on freeze frame this week, but a lot of it has to do with um gaming stuff as well so i thought i'd bring it up here warner brothers discovery is reportedly looking to bolster dc's gaming output this comes from video games chronicle according to variety the following merger of warner brothers and discovery which will see the new conglomerate take control of warner brothers games is claiming that internal discussions are taking place on how to overhaul the dc universe in media uh specifically gaming as well warner brothers interactive uh entertainment the group's Gaming division currently is four DC games projects in development: Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, Killer Justice League, uh, Wolf Among Us Two, and Wonder Woman. I always forget that Wolf Among Us Two is uh, DC. I also forgot that it's DC. I also forgot Wonder Woman was a game coming out. Remember we got that cool trailer? Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. 
Could be awesome. Uh, the report also reveals that the company plans to rejuvenate characters such as Superman, and the company seeks a Kevin Feige-like figure to oversee this expansion. Of course they want that. Of course they want that. Mm -hmm. Well, DC Films are in a firm second place behind Disney Marvel's Cinematic Universe at the box office. It's gaming is a much closer fight, so they think they can win gaming. 20, the 2010s saw Batman Arkham games from Rocksteady become critical and commercial successes. Great games. Injustice series, mm -hmm. pretty good. Parafighting games yep. developed by Mortal Kombat and Netherrealm were also well-received. And Marvel's gaming output has stuttered somewhat with the middling reception of disappointing performance of Marvel's Avengers, but huge <laughs> success with Spider-Man. I mean, that's and an I'm sure Wolverine is going to be great. I'm sure it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. I mean, so Marvel is in this awkward spot where they like their AAA, but third party games seem to be kind of bad. But their first party games seem to be really good. Well, first party PlayStation, um, but not Marvel first party. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, like Square Enix wasn't doing much with the Marvel stuff. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good. Oh yeah, Guardians they, of the Galaxy was. I don't good, think they yeah. mentioned it though because it was like middle of the reviews. It, it wasn't like a soaring dub for them or anything. But I think right, it was not a soaring dub. It's better than Spider Man was a soaring dub. Yeah, Spider Man was. I think it's better than Injustice though. But different games, fighting game versus third person different, action. Totally games. different game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. so just. DC games really try to double down on they think they can overtake Marvel in the games. Um, and I hope they try because I think they have great games. I think they do have really, really good. I think Batman and Arkham Asylum and Arkham City are like top 20 my favorite games. They're so good. The whole, I haven't They're played so Origins yet. I haven't either. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I got to pick that up eventually. It's on PlayStation mm -hmm. now. So with that, uh, you'll have it in a couple mm. months. When you update. Dude, what a bummer about PlayStation now not being able to double do down upgrade? for that. Like, yeah. yeah do that upgrade well we were just late a lot of people got it we were just late <laughs> we, we didn't cancel late. it for people yeah random fun stuff time i want to start it. running fun stuff guys digimon survive finally gets a release date of july 28th on switch ps4 xbox series x and s xbox one and steam how excited are you for this i'm fucking soaring and which are, what console are you getting it on playstation 5 yeah you don't want to play this on the go on your switch it might be a good Switch game too. Hmm. Hmm. But I don't use my Switch on the go at yeah, all. Me neither. You know? I'm not really on the go these days. No. Not, not a world be great traveler. Though. I can't fucking wait for this. I love Digimon. PC players can now update their DualSense wireless controller with the latest firmware from Windows 11 and select Windows 10 devices without connecting to a PS5. James, who's buying this controller without a, a PS5? I guess I guess there's a market a lot of people. My friend, my friend Eli bought one yep. for his PC. Cool. Yeah. All right. He loves it. Sweet. Good. Good for them. Uh, Jason Momoa in final negotiations to star in a Minecraft movie produced by Warner Bros. Directed by Jared Hess, who also directed Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's weird it's a comedy. I I guess Jared Hess only does funny things or tries to be funny things. You know. Okay. Where do you fall in Napoleon Dynamite? I like it. Okay. That that like subgenre of these like kind of deadpan comedy. Yeah. Movies just don't hit for me. Okay. He also did another funny one uh, about this preacher who's also an archaeologist trying to find like some lost jesus items and it was pretty funny it was pretty good great <laughs> uh snoop dog bundle now available in warzone and vanguard great great no more heroes 3 heads to playstation xbox and pc this fall people love these games yeah yep maybe i will too you probably will uh, also i've been kind of inspired to go play near autonoma eventually here mm. it's looking really good yeah god 
Uh, Sonic Origins arrives June 23rd and includes Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. They also released this chart that was extremely confusing about the different versions of the game. And the things here. Oh god. It's like 10 different versions of the game and a lot of check marks and a lot of X's. It's a little <laughs> You see how uh Trek to Yomi released a similar chart and yes. checks through the whole thing. Uh -huh. They're like, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same all the way through. Yep. Can't wait for Trek to Yomi, dude. It's, it's coming up. Yeah, 17 bucks. Uh it's on sale. I mean you like yeah. with the PlayStation Plus thing, it's on sale. A couple bucks mm -hmm. off. I might pick it up. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 release date moved up from September to July 29th this year. Quick note about that. Apparently, Nintendo does not give review copies. They have, they give review copies to only certain vetted people. Um, and they, huh. so not a lot of people get review copies. So Skillup, who we watch sometimes, <laughs> he said that he's yep. he's not on the verified list for some reason. So he's like, I'll review this for any site for free. Like, I just want to play the game early and like I'll review Whoa. it for you guys and not even my own content. That's how excited he is what about a guy. it. But I think it's I weird. I want to play though. Xenoblade. Yeah. It's one of those RPGs that like, I could get into if I give myself the time for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's got big old mechs. We know James loves some mechs. James, I saw you finished your mech the other day. Your Gundam. I did. I, f I finished my Evangelion. My Evo 01. That's, I love it. I can't wait to see that baby close up. Give a little kiss yeah. on the head, you know? Yep, Just that'd be great. Be careful, the horn falls off. Okay, I'll be very careful. <laughs> Guys, that was episode 109 of Checkpoint. I'll say that episode is an absolute banger. That was a really Absolute fun one. fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, share it with your friends, y'all. It means a lot. Uh, we got a lot of stuff yep. going on the channel. James, any final things before we close this episode off? Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and do all the things to boost our algorithm. And, James, I'll see you in a couple weeks. I don't know who's going to be on next week or the week after or the week after, but I'll see you okay. after after. I got to figure that out. That's on the, on right. the scheduling. All right. Much love, everybody. The next time you see James, he'll be a graduated boy. I will. I'll be back in my old setup. That's right. And we'll see you mm -hmm. soon. Bye, guys.